Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. Uh, I am Doug, and with me today is Elliot. Hello. Uh, today we have a special guest interview. We are going to be interviewing Scott Ogren of Skeddy, uh, Skeddy's, Scotty's Tech.info, uh, which is a very popular blog and YouTube channel. He's got, what, close to like 40,000 subscribers? 35, 35,000 subscribers. And um, yeah, Scotty, we've had him on the show actually before when we were just doing an audio show um, talking about 5G uh, because he runs this techie blog and um, one of the things that kind of grinds his gears is the whole uh, EMF 5G type thing. So, uh, and he's done a lot of research on it. So he's a very good resource. Everybody should go over to scottystech.info and subscribe to that. But... Uh, We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Um, let's bring Scotty on. Welcome, Scotty. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, yeah, I mean, you just did um, a video recently that was kind of like an update to another one you did well, almost a year ago at this point. Um, the first one you had, it was called um, 5G is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And the most recent one is called 5G is, what is it, it hitting roadblocks? uh five 5g rollout runs into roadblocks yeah right and in those two videos because i just watched them kind of back to back recently um you give like a lot of really great information about 5g and um kind of i i really like because you get really into the studies that are actually out there so it's not just hearsay it's not just uh um, the rumors and things that are going on. It's kind of like, no, here are the studies. This is what's actually going on with it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe to start off, you could just kind of tell us, like, how did, how did you get into um, looking into this kind of stuff? Oh, boy, that's a long story. Um, well, I think it probably started, I went, uh, obviously, I went to school to become an engineer, electrical and computer engineering, and I stayed for my master's degree. And when I was uh, in grad school, um, I did my, uh, my master's project slash thesis on uh, CDMA, which is like, it's kind of like uh, what they used to call Sprint PCS. It's a particular type of uh, cell phone system that's used mostly in like the US and a few other countries. But, um, and, you know, when I was doing that, you know, I, I didn't really think much of it. And um, then... Uh, was probably like a year or two later, uh, I, I kind of came across my first study and, you know, this is the kind of, you know, I majored in this stuff basically. And, um, I always kind of wondered because I had read studies about like lower frequencies and stuff, but nothing about, you know, I mean, cell phone signals. And I, I was kind of one of those people who said, you know, well, the FCC has rules and regulations and, you know, basically what we were taught, you know, the FCC has, has regulations for things like power levels. So, we're all perfectly safe as long as everyone follows the FCC rules. Right. Right. <laughs> so, sure. Um, and, and then I came across my, you know, my first study and I started reading a little and, um, I, 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 I kind of understand where people are coming from when they say, uh, I mean, even people on my videos, they come and they post and they say like, no, you're a moron. Cause it's power levels are the only thing that matters. And, you know, the FCC makes sure it's, you know, safe levels. And, you know, like, I mean, I was there at one point, so, and I kind of, did the same eye rolling that everyone else does, you know? Um, so yeah, I just kind of came across, I don't even remember where I might've been like a forum somewhere or something. And I 
you know, kind of read my first one. And from that point on, it was like, well, I just kept trying to dig up more and more information. And eventually I found that, uh, uh I, I knew there were thousands, but uh, I didn't know how many thousands, uh, and in the, in the, 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 uh, the petition, the five G space of, 5gspaceappeal.org petition that I talk about in my most recent video, they mentioned that there are uh, over 10,000 studies. And uh, I actually found uh, a German resource. It's some kind of university teaching hospital where they actually have over 28,000 studies. Oh. And this, it's not just for like, you know, 5G and Wi-Fi. It's covering uh, like everything, you know, from, cause it goes back to like the seventies and even earlier. Um, where you know they were they were studying like AM radio, FM radio, um, extremely low frequencies, even things like uh, fifty and sixty hertz, you know, capacitive coupling from power lines. Um, you know, people seem to have uh, some people anyway seem to have kind of harsh reactions to uh, just the just this uh, the I, I don't know I was going to call them evil rays, but <laughs> <laughs> technical term. <laughs> the emissions from, uh, from just, just electrical wiring running in your walls. And there are actually studies about that stuff too. And, you know, all of these studies, um, they point in a general direction. And so since the seventies, at least studies have been done. And every time they say, you know, geez, this, this isn't, this doesn't look so good. That doesn't look so good. Uh, and then the frequencies get higher and higher. The modulation schemes change over time, but, uh, people more and more, they keep doing, more of these studies. And of course you have to ask yourself, well, how could 28,000 studies have been done if there was nothing to it? Because I mean, if you've ever worked in like an engineering or a scientific field before, uh, as I have, you know that, uh, you don't really get funding for things unless there's a very good reason because there are, um, you know, like I was watching, a. I think it was a video the other day with uh, Joe Rogan was interviewing some archaeologist guy, I forget his name, and he was talking about, uh, you know, he's kind of like a, a fringe archaeologist, but many of the things he was talking about, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they have now been shown to be true. And so he was talking about how, you know, like in archaeology, like you have to say, you know, with the pyramids, here's the official story, you can't deviate, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, it's pretty much the same in, in many fields, like in physics, in, you know, in chemistry and in, in medicine even. Um, so, and actually just earlier today, I got an email via my website from a guy who said uh, that he has a study that the U S Navy did in 1970 something uh, showing that, yeah, even way back then, they're um, like, uh, I think it was like wildlife and, and people living around military bases, like they were sort of cataloging and recording these effects and they, they weren't all good. Um, I haven't actually taken a look at that yet, but um, so yeah, it's like the more you look, the more you find. And then, you know, people start sending me stuff and then there's even more to look at. Um, and yeah, it's pretty, it's not, well, two things. First of all, none of it is, is terribly conclusive because it's, it's very difficult. Like you, you, you'll have, you know, out of these 28,000 studies, you might have one study that's saying, um, you know, older, say 900 megahertz cordless phones 
that were analog had such and such an effect on like a bacterial culture. And then you'll have another study that says, you know, 2.4 gigahertz, you know, Bluetooth or, you know, cordless landline phones or whatever uh, has a negative effect on instead of a bacterial culture, it'll be uh, the, you know, some sort of like reproductive cells in chickens or it causes like early ovulation or, you know, just these, these crazy things. So you kind of have to like, I mean, obviously I haven't read all 28,000 studies cause that's a lot of reading, <laughs> but uh, the more I read, the more it's like you have all these arrows kind of pointing in the same direction and basically in the direction that this stuff is probably not good for us. And uh, nevertheless, we have the new, the new era of 5G, uh, which may not be coming now because of the uh, the poo-pooing of Huawei and their ah. 5G systems, and which are um, and apparently the there was a protest day in the U.S. Uh, just on Wednesday. The what day was that? That was the f- May 15th, uh, and I had some people writing to me. Uh, the past couple of days saying, yeah, you know, we had the protest in our city and there were a lot of people that showed up and, you know, people are fired up about it and they don't want it. Um, there was also someone else told me there was, a, I think, a town in Switzerland. Uh, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, he said that uh, they also successfully lobbied for putting the kibosh on the 5G deployment. So hmm. just to um, just to clarify before you go further, that's going that website, the compilation of the kind of 28,000 plus studies on EMF and its effect on kind of living systems, is that EMF portal? Yes. Yeah. Right. EMF, EMFportal.org. Yeah. That's a cool website. Mm. Definitely yeah. recommend the uh, listeners to check that one out. It's got search, search function as well. So, you know, if you want to know about whether it's having a, an effect at a particular frequency or like on a particular kind of living organism or something like there's loads on bacteria. You can just type it into the search bar. It comes up with all the results. So it's really good resource. That one is. Yeah. Yeah. And you could, you can, uh, you can go to emfportal.org and you can just search for something or they have a few, a few, you know, more recent studies listed at the top and you can just start reading. And, you know, if you're interested in this stuff, you'll start reading and you'll be busy for, probably years because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff yeah well what's that's one of the things that's the most that is really amazing about this is that there is so much information out there and so many studies that have been done and yet the mainstream perspective on this is still that anybody who says it's harmful is a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist or, or health nut and you know it's just it's so amazing that it is so like there is so much information out there yet um the 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 common feeling on it is that it's harmless that it's completely harmless um and you know wi-fi the same thing was happening with wi-fi you know let's put it in all the classrooms and then there's some pushback from some people but those people are crazy you know it's like oh that's not affecting your children what are you talking about you're insane so that's that's one of the things that really kind of blows me away about it like still to this day, if I put something on my Facebook about the dangers of 5G or Wi-Fi or something like that, I've got a number of people coming on there saying, you know, you're crazy. They've proven that there's no, there's no effect from it. 
Yeah, I've even had that on on so-called alternative kind of health groups and stuff where you think that people like they ascribe to certain alternative concepts and, you know, they acknowledge that not is all that it seems, so to speak. Um, But then when you broach the subject of EMF or Wi-Fi, they just shut down and all of a sudden you're like a lunatic. It's, It's really like a trigger point there, I think. Yeah, it's that's actually why I mentioned uh, just a little while ago in my introduction, so to speak, that about how I was kind of originally uh, on the bandwagon. Um, I think for you know, and it. I mean, back then, it's it's not so much that uh, I didn't care, and it's not that um, it's it's like I think I think for most people, you, you just trust authority. You know, if, if the FCC has these regulations, well, they're the FCC. Of course, they've, they've done the research. They know what they're talking about. I mean, obviously, of course, right? Uh, and then you don't really think about uh, lobbying by the industry. You don't really think about the fact that, uh, you know, yes, it's according to, you know, 4G versus 5G. 4G, for 5G, the power levels, according to the FCC rules, are allowed to be uh, up to 19 times higher. And so you can say, oh, well, but, you know, 5G is okay because it's sticking to the FCC's rules. But then you have to go, well, hang on a minute here. They're allowing power levels 19 times higher. I mean, that's, that's like totally crazy. So, um, but it's, you know, I, I, t- I try not to be sort of hostile because I was kind of one of these people saying like, ah, you know, crazy people, tinfoil hats, you know, I used to be one of them. Mm. So I I kind of understand where they're coming from most of the time. Um, But it is rather difficult to, to get beyond that because we have this thing in, uh, in our society where anything you hear that uh, you don't like, or that, you know, we're, we're very quick to say like, Oh, that person's crazy. Or, oh, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist. Uh, and, you know, we don't go and actually read the studies that they read. And we don't, we don't actually do the research that, that they might have done. We just kind of write them off. And I think that's actually one of the problems. Uh, you know, at the same time, you can't really expect everyone to read these studies. I mean, in the first 5G, 5G is the tip of the iceberg. I made that video and I came across this concept of uh, VGCCs, the voltage-gated calcium channels. Uh, and it was actually on uh, Elliot's channel, uh, EO Nutrition, where he did a, uh, an excellent video on VGCCs. And it was like, oh, now, of course, he goes off into all the super technical stuff and then says, okay, now basically what that means is, blah, the dog is brown. You know, and it was like very, very simple and easy to understand. And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a, so um, it's very it's very, very technical. And I think that's why I, I keep making videos on it because, you know, I know enough about the stuff that I can say something intelligent. I can read the studies and understand them. Um, at the same time, I'm not, you know, I'm not like a doctor or something. I'm not a, a biochemist. I'm not, I'm not everything. So um, I just feel like I should say something about it. And, and yeah. I, I, I do actually have a, a few very good friends who are uh, electrosensitive uh, as far as I can tell, I'm not really, I don't really notice any horrible effects. I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, I know people where if you turn the Wi-Fi on in the house, like they get a headache almost instantly. Um, and it's, it's also very difficult because, 
yes, there's this electromagnetic pollution, but there are also many other factors. Like if you're eating McDonald's every day, most likely that's going to have a negative impact on your health. Mm. <laughs> Probably that. more so than the EMF. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's difficult though sometimes because, you know, you want to say this stuff, you want to share it and, and uh, you just kind of want to, even just try and help people try and explain things. And, um, as I said, in my most recent video, like I love technology, I don't want to get rid of it all. And I firmly believe that uh, it is possible to come up with a better scheme. Mm. And, uh, I mean, first we need like a very thorough independent international, you know, properly done extended study, uh, without any, you know, crazy influences from industry without any pressure, without, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that would actually, I think, allow us to discover exactly what it is about, especially these, like the pulsed digital type signals um, that is causing the problem. Because we talk about like pulsed signals. That was, I talk about that more in my first 5G video, the iceberg one. And uh, it appears that the pulse nature of these digital signals is the problem. But what you kind of have to understand there is that pulses are actually, if you, you know, a, a pulse is kind of like this, but it's like, if you zoom in on the pulse, realistically, it's actually kind of doing something more like this. It's kind of more curved and you might have little jaggedy bits on there. Uh, so, so how do we know that it's not the little jaggedy bits that are causing the problem? Or maybe the, the pulse nature, maybe it has something to do with the particular modulation scheme that's being used. And of course, like with, with every flavor of Wi-Fi that comes out, they're changing the modulation little by little, uh, sometimes drastically. So you can't even say Wi-Fi is good for you or Wi-Fi is bad for you because is it just the frequency? Is it the modulation scheme being used? What about like, you know, if I transmit a pure sine wave instead of a pulse signal, does, does that make a difference? Um, and all the studies show that it, it doesn't really seem to matter and that in fact, you know, all these various uh, systems that we have, if they're transmitting at power levels that are, you know, upwards of like a billion times weaker than what the FCC says is safe, they still have an effect. Mm. But what you're, what you're talking about there is power levels that are like so infinitesimally small, it's actually absurd. So it's, it's also kind of easy to understand, like if, if someone read that study and go, that's like the craziest thing I've ever heard. And yet, like, there it is, there's the study, and they did it. And in many cases, uh, in one of the ones they did, I think it was reproduced again in Japan, and then another, like, another U.S. university did the study as well, and they all came to the same conclusion, that even super, super tiny little power levels, you still have these, these negative health effects. Hmm. Um, that's obviously kind of a problem, because you transmit a radio signal using, you have to have a certain power level, otherwise the signal doesn't get anywhere. Um, so of course then people might also freak out because they're like, no, I love my Wi-Fi. Don't take it from me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so, right. So for in, in, in basic terms, what is the difference between what we've currently got? So we've got like 3g, 4g, that kind of stuff. What's the difference between 5g? Is it just one step up or is it significantly different in many different ways? This new system that they're proposing, like what's the difference? Oh boy. That's you've opened a can of worms. 
So, um, so the first thing to to remember is that uh, it's oh boy. <laughs> so to start off with, it is a different modulation scheme. Yes, uh, the antennas are different. Like whereas instead of having uh, normal like cell towers for 3G and 4G, you kind of have like these sort of vertical antennas and they're sort of targeted towards individual sectors of, of the space around the tower. And in 5G, it's going to be kind of similar, except they have these phased array antennas where it's, it's basically a grid of little tiny antennas. And so you can have sort of steerable beams. And that's because eventually the signals that they're going to be using for 5G are going to get up upwards of like 60 gigahertz and higher, which is uh, about 30 times higher than what they use now. Mm. And those signals are easily blocked by things like, you know, the leaves on a tree. Uh, there's one uh, demo video on YouTube where a guy is, uh, he's got like a little antenna inside a little closet or something, and there's a transmitter outside, and he just slides a door closed. It's just a thin little crappy door, and it blocks the signal. Mm. Because at, the, at those very high frequencies, the you know millimeter wave, frequencies, the, it, the waves don't propagate the same way as they do at like 1.7 or 1.8 gigahertz or something. Um, so then apparently what they want to do is have these highly directional beams and they want to do that because you're going to have like your tower up here and your little dude with his smartphone down here and they want to be able to shoot the beam directly. And that's partly because of the difference in frequency and partly because uh, they want to, instead of having a bunch of overlapping waves, they want to have highly targeted waves. So it's almost like having a wireless point-to-point -point connection. And then, of course, you can get things like improved reception and higher bandwidth and that sort of thing. And apparently, they also can use steerable beams to bounce signals off of certain objects in order to maintain connectivity. But uh, that will be true it seems mostly in large cities. If you're in like a rural area, it's like the farther you get away from a big city, uh, the less practical 5G becomes. Uh, if you need, uh, because the signals don't travel in quite the same way, they're talking about, oh, well, we're going to install 200 times more antennas everywhere. Like you're going to have these little antennas on every street light, uh, you know, going down your the street you live on and, and things like that. So instead of having like one or two big towers in your area, there are going to be like 200 of them. Maybe there'll be a big tower here and a bunch of smaller ones everywhere so that everyone can have connectivity because, of course, we all are supposed to love this idea of the Internet of Things mm. where once we have the 5G, we can have everything connected to the Internet, including you know, not just your phone or your tablet or your computer, but your car and your washing machine and your lawnmower and like the grass on your front in your front yard will be 5g internet enabled and everything's 5g enabled uh never mind that no one actually really wants this and we're all kind of sitting here going like are, are you gonna buy all this crap because i'm not gonna buy all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so that's that's probably kind of uh, the the short version uh and the studies that were done on these millimeter waves, they are particularly disturbing because uh, as I talk about in my first video, there was a study, uh, actually various studies, and um, you can hop on YouTube and search for uh, Dr. Martin Paul because he's, or Paul, well, however you say it, um, he's kind of like the man 
and he's been there are a couple couple interviews with him presentations he's given that are that are quite good um but it seems that he and others have have done studies showing that 5g at these uh millimeter waves the 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 so-called millimeter wave frequencies you know up in tens 60 gigahertz or something uh that that will be especially bad because the helical sweat ducts in our skin act as antennae and so and then there's this whole debate about yeah but it only penetrates in your skin a certain distance but no one is actually thinking about well hang on a minute if it penetrates into your skin and you've got a, a helical sweat duct in your skin acting as an antenna where does that energy go so then some are saying well it's actually kind of conducted into the deeper tissues of your body and if that's the case then yeah we're in even bigger trouble um so yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it it's not so much i mean the the frequencies obviously it's it's new and different and uh, apparently slightly more horrifying than the old ones um but that's actually why i entitled my first video 5g is just the tip of the iceberg because i also talk about you know 2G, 3G, 4G, and, you know, even just simple Wi-Fi, which has changed over time. And I think Wi-Fi first went on sale, you know, commercially it was available in like 2001 or so. And so you think about it and you go, well, okay, when was Wi-Fi everywhere? Well, let's say maybe 2008, 2009. That's when, if you had, you know, an internet connection, your box had Wi-Fi on it, your uh, you know, they started putting Wi-Fi in schools and all that kind of stuff. So it's very young children right now who are literally saturated in this stuff, like since birth. Mm. Uh, and then you have the epidemic of of you know smartphones and tablets, and where children, you know, sometimes they don't even go outside and play with toys anymore, or like roll in the dirt. They've got an iPhone in their hand when they're like two years old, and so they're exposed to this stuff like nonstop. And what effect is that going to have? There are studies that show that it, that it increases rates of autism and ADHD in children, especially. And then, of course, you have uh, this this idea that uh, vaccines may also cause autism. So, you know, none of this is really happening in a vacuum. Mm. And that's, we actually need more thorough studies because we need to narrow it down. And in some cases, it could be a combination of factors. I mean, nobody ever, as far as I knew, nobody ever thought about that or mention it it's like well if i'm getting all these vaccinations maybe the vaccines are not the problem maybe the vaccines combined with the fact that i'm saturated in wi-fi is and then how the heck do you study that because it's not easy you know um yeah so it's kind of complicated but uh hopefully we'll get there someday soon yeah, just to just ask a question about that, Scotty, actually, because I find that concept really interesting. Uh, are you referring to like the metal um, kind of uh, adjuvants that they add in? Like they add like aluminium or there's mercury in some of them. And they're like really small particles of metal. I always try to think of it and it's probably it probably doesn't work like this, but this is a way I conceptualize it. It's like if you take a, a metal fork and you put it in a microwave and then it, it sparks, yeah? So yeah. that's like the radiation, like interacting with the metal, like is on a really, really kind of low level. Is that what's happening? Like we are exposing ourselves to this radiation and we've got, say you get a bit of aluminium in the brain or something from a vaccine, 
and it's like almost like interacting with with the radiation in some way do you think that's possible i have absolutely no idea <laughs> but i think it's actually i mean this is to me that's like that's the question and and it's a good question because you know typically what we do is we say well uh i don't like this whole 5g thing you know i'm against you know all this our our, our whole wireless wonderland so i'm gonna you know protest against that and and try and push you know push back against it and okay let's say you, you know we succeed uh well then what about everything else what about the fact that the traditional western diet is like horrible or you know the i think it was like the american medical association came out not too long ago and said oh by the way all that stuff about how saturated fat is bad for your bad for you and like butter and everything yeah we got that wrong like mm. it was never some other you know and it's like well how, how much it's like how many synergistic effects are there mm. you know is it purely the wireless stuff or is it actually wireless plus vaccine plus diet plus uh you know i mean where, where i grew up near chicago uh quite a few years ago I stumbled upon an EPA study that claimed that uh, in the time when I was still fairly young, the levels of mercury in rainwater were like over twice as high as the recommended safe level. Mm. And I went, well, Jesus, you know, I mean, and of course forever, you know, we had mercury and mercury fillings and everything. Fortunately, I never did. Um, but it's, you know, there are all these different factors and it's uh you know, we tend to sort of focus on one at the exclusion of all the others. Yeah. But uh, part of the problem is how do you even begin to study something like that? Because, I mean, I, I would think that if you're injecting, you know, if you have some sort of, you know, like aluminum, for example, it's a conductive metal. If you have some small particles of it and you're injecting it into your body, well, what does that mean? And like Elliot mentioned, if it's in your brain and then these signals are going in, you know, is that doing anything? And you know, that's actually a very difficult question to answer as far as I know, because, wow, if you if you design like a circuit board or a gizmo, uh, you know, like at a company, you do like uh, EMI testing and you want to know that gizmo, um, is it uh, immune to incoming interference and is it actually not generating all sorts sort of interference with other devices around it? And usually uh, you have the EMI guy or guys uh, and they're the ones who are responsible for this and testing and modeling that sort of thing is like insanely complicated now imagine trying to model a biological a three-dimensional like your noggin right how on earth are you gonna how are you gonna model that how are you gonna you know i mean i'm, I'm sure there's there are ways to do it but um it would require a lot of smarts and time and money and but in the end, I think, I think, uh, you know, some people campaign for this, some, some for that, you know, my thing is sort of like, well, do we really want to be bathed in all these, these evil rays? And, you know, as yeah. you read the studies, you realize that there are actually crossover, uh, problems where, um, it, it does actually get into like the biochemistry of the body or, you know, certain, you know, medications might be kind of referenced or uh, certain structures in the body that might be affected by this medication. And it's like, as you're reading, you can kind of stop and go, Ooh, well, that's interesting. You know, ADHD, everyone's being prescribed 
these these drugs, you know, for all these kids that, you know, why are there so many kids with ADHD? Is it because they're being overdiagnosed? Is it because they're just regular kids and we are uh, kind of obsessed with, you know, diagnosing and, and drugging everyone? Or is there actually something related to the wireless thing? Or is it related to something in vaccines or... Um, yeah, like yeah. it's it's very difficult to say uh, one way or the other. It's kind uh, of a tangled mess, and unfortunately, it seems like <clears throat> the push behind it, uh, behind you know, increasing all these different wireless technologies and stuff with five G being the latest. It's like the push is just beyond like let's do this, let's get it done. You know, new technology is good, so move it forward and no like there, there's nobody really other than you know people who are on the fringes and the scientists who are actually you know sounding the alarm <clears throat> excuse me in the mainstream it seems like nobody is really um saying anything about this they aren't they aren't saying anything and like one of the things that blows me away is the the momentum behind this push i mean they're talking about like millions of new 5g base stations like twenty thousand satellites and like uh what is it like 200 billion uh different odd like you know gizmos and stuff that they're expecting to have actually hooked up to this 5g internet of things kind of thing and it's just like like the momentum is just so strong and the push is so strong then you got like a few scientists going wait hold on a second we're not ready we you know we need to we need to do more studies and they're just kind of like no forget it we're already we're already there. Let's just go, 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 go. So that's one of the things that I find really kind of disturbing about it. It's just kind of like you can't stop this tidal wave of progress. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's actually, to me, that's kind of the other interesting part because just, uh, you know, I, I published my most recent video, the, the, the 5G rollout runs into roadblocks. And mm. uh, like literally... I recorded it and then it was like, I posted it like two or three days later. And in, in the interim, I know actually in the interim, I found another, uh, there was another, uh, another city or something that said, no, we don't want it. Uh, and then it was, I think the day, a day or two after I, I posted the video, then, uh, you know, Trump came out and said, Oh, we're going to, uh, we're going to prevent us companies from doing business with, uh, Huawei. And that's actually kind of interesting because I think a lot of this is actually driven by uh, basically making money. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at the tech industry as a whole, uh, everyone, you know, smartphones were the thing and everyone is buying a smartphone. Well, you know, smartphone sales are not exactly, you know, they're not exactly flying off the shelves because everyone has a smartphone. It does everything they need it to do. You don't need to go out and buy the latest and greatest one. Mm. Uh, and so at the same time, we have all these privacy concerns where, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is meeting with you know, the president of France and, oh, let's talk about privacy. And of course, everyone is kind of hostile with Facebook because of the privacy leaks and just all the shenanigans going on. And so it's almost like the, the, the companies are saying like, well, we need to get 5G. We need to have this Internet of Things so we can sell people lots of crap. Yeah. And, and then the FCC says, ah, don't worry, we won't regulate you too much. And, yeah, power levels 19 times higher, whatever. Yeah, just get out there and sell it. And so they're, they're kind of trying to rush ahead with this. And while they're, you know, all the different companies are developing their systems, and then suddenly you have China 
which not very many years ago was a very large, very poor population. And suddenly they've sort of become uh, or are becoming a kind of an economic powerhouse and also a technological powerhouse where suddenly uh, the best, the best smartphones for the money are made by Huawei and they're, they're cheaper They're I mean, everyone, you know, I, I don't have one. I've never tested one or anything, but like everyone I know who has one goes, Oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. And it costs me so much less money. So suddenly you have China selling us stuff instead of just manufacturing things and, and, and copying as they did in the past, they are actually innovating and they're innovating at such a rapid pace that uh, their 5g systems are apparently better and like half the price of all the companies in the West. So naturally the companies in the West are not happy because they want their systems to be, uh, you know, we want our systems to be running the whole 5g network and everything. So then you have all this kind of political slash economic nonsense in the background. And it's like, they're all running as fast as they can, but it's, it's really actually based on, kind of nothing except except money because like i said in in my latest video like who actually wants this stuff like who who really needs it yeah uh, do you really need a you know one gigabit connection on your smartphone when yeah. you know even on the existing 4g systems in some areas you can have that and of course like it's 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 very strange um and i yeah i i'm uh i'm not surprised at the whole you know the the, the poo-pooing of, of huawei because just purely economically like forget about you know politics and and types of government and all that stuff just purely economically uh if companies like you know whatever you know american telecom companies can't sell their equipment to the whole rest of the world that's like a giant disaster like purely economically speaking and if China steps in and replaces all of them for these, you know, 200 times more an antennas everywhere and, and all that kind of stuff, it's like they win and the rest of us lose from a purely economic point of view. Um, so is that why they're running so fast? Probably a large part of it. Um, other people have suggested that there are more nefarious uses for a 5G network, and I have to say that it doesn't take much imagination to think about what might be done with a ginormous network of literally millions and millions and millions of highly directional 60 gigahertz radio beams. Like, you could uh, imagine some pretty interesting scenarios, and that's that's apart from the fact that if you have this Internet of Things and everything's connected to the Internet, uh, you know, right now people are, you know, posting on social media going, oh my God, I was, my phone was, you know, in, uh, it was asleep, you know, the screen was off, but it was on, it was just sitting on the table at the restaurant and my friends and I were talking about, you know, whatever, llamas. And I get home and I hop on the internet and suddenly, you know, I'm being offered like llama socks and like llama yeah. food, and a llama saddle, you know, whatever. And obviously that, that sort of harvesting of data uh, for economic and other reasons would be a really big uh, plus for some people. So I'm, I'm guessing that's probably the other reason. So it's like, you know, having massive quantities of data 
uh, for various purposes, plus having massive quantities of money. And you put the two of those together and no one cares about health and they don't even check. So Uh, just one question. The 60 gigahertz radio beams, I just had like in my mind, like beaming that at like a crowd of people. I don't know. Say if you had some kind of protest or something, do you know if that kind of frequency or power level or whatever, is that enough to cause kind of noticeable physiological changes in anyone? Like, has there been any research? Because I'm sure I remember Dr. or Professor Martin Paul talking about like causing burns on the skin, Like you could actually cause burns on the skin and cause like erythema and itching and stuff. But I wasn't sure about the frequencies or the power. Like, do you think that that would be enough to kind of have noticeable effects on people or is it just way too low? Well, um, that's actually a good question because uh, I'm pretty sure I read the same thing that uh, Dr. Paul was talking about. And uh, I thought it was actually kind of curious because from, from a purely power level point of view, unless you had, uh, I, I don't really know actually, but I mean, just, just from like the FCC rules, thinking about like maximum transmit power and that kind of thing, the power levels should not really be high enough, even if multiple beams were targeted, like let's say your arm or something. Uh, as far as I know, that should not be high enough to burn. But then you have the problem that um, all these other studies showing that uh, even at lower power levels, it is actually having physical effects. I mean, you know, some people say, well, the, you know, 60 gigahertz is the same as this you know, crazy crowd control weapon that like the U.S. military has. And uh, the power levels of that, those things are like way, way higher. But um, if you do actually get biological effects at low power levels, then yeah, I mean, you might not be able to like burn your arm or something, but if it's, if it's causing all sorts of other negative things, well, then it's still probably not good. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've read similar things, you know, people or people post on my videos and say, you know, they're going to use it for this and that and the other thing. Uh, and that's, uh, it's, it's difficult to say because I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny actually, because my, my sort of like knee jerk response to it is nah, but the power levels aren't nearly high enough to do that. And then I have to go, Oh, right. That's what I said before when mm. I didn't know as much as I do now. So <laughs> I read all those studies and it showed that even low power levels cost. So then, then I kind of have to ask myself the question, well, geez, could they actually do that? You know, is there some, mechanism that you know that i don't know about um uh, and obviously there are a lot of things that i don't know about because the more studies i read the more surprised i am so uh, i can't say for sure one way or the other um but uh i would uh i don't know i'll have to maybe i can find that that particular the particular study or see if i can find more information about it because um and, and in the end, even if it doesn't actually, you know, cause burns or something, I mean, we tend to, we tend to be worried about things like that, that it's like, you know, oh my God, they're going to use them as like death rays from war of the worlds, you know, <laughs> they're gonna like cook all of us, you know, and, and that's like, 
I mean, the problems that it does cause even at very low power levels for even even like lower, you know, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth frequencies and 2G and all that, the problems that they're talking about are like glioma, mm-hmm. that like 10, 10 or 20 years of exposure and your risk of having, you know, tumors in your brain or spine are are increased sometimes hugely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually kind of just as scary as being vaporized by a war of the world's death beam. Yeah. Cause, and it's not just, it's not just cancer. It's all kinds of crazy stuff like decreased sperm motility. And, you know, um, there are all sorts of things that, uh, so I think sometimes, you know, we, we tend to sort of focus, uh, maybe a little too much on the, the more Hollywood aspects of, you know, how these things could be used maybe. Uh, but when we do that, we ignore, uh, some of the other things like, oh, you know, like getting brain cancer and, you know, yeah, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. The slower, so, slower things. But isn't this all just like a small price to pay to have a toaster that can talk to the internet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, I thought you brought up an interesting point earlier when you were talking about that, when you were like, who actually wants this? Because it just seems like, you know, all the stuff that I see, the little news pieces and stuff like that, where they're talking about, oh, 5G, blah, blah, blah. All they're really talking about is faster, you know, faster internet and stuff like that. I mean, they'll mention all this other kind of internet of things and stuff, but they never really seem to to, to say why that's actually good. Um, at least from what I've seen. Like, I don't know. Like, they'll, they'll say, like, weird things like, oh, yeah, your your refrigerator will know when you're out of milk and it will place an order for you or something like that. And it's like, does anybody actually want that? Does anybody actually want to not have to go buy milk anymore? Is that really something that the public is demanding? I don't know. Well, it's actually, it's even worse than that because yeah. Like does anybody actually not want to have to go out and buy milk? Well, you, you don't even have to go out and buy milk. You can go, Oh geez, we're out of milk. And then you're like, what do people do? Well, you whip out your smartphone or you get on your computer and you, you, you go tappy, tappy, tappy. You can get everything delivered via the internet these days. Yeah. You never even have to set foot out of your house anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, true. But you don't have I mean, to want to have to think about it anymore. But I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's, it's literally absurd. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not really complaining because it's awfully convenient, <laughs> but you know, I, I need, needed a new starter motor for a, a, a lawn tractor, like a riding mower. And I was like, oh, geez, you know, years ago I had to buy one. And so I was like, oh, God, what was that? Uh, what was the name of that place, the website? Oh, I think I probably, you know, I've got to save, save the password in my, my encrypted password safe, you know, and I'm looking for it. And, and then I go, you know, I wonder if you could buy a starter motor for a Kubota tractor on Amazon these days. So of course, what do I do? I hop on Amazon and I type Kubota model number starter and poof, there it is, you know, yeah. at, at a price. And it's, it's like, you know, and of course I, I sort of cringe every time I do that. Yeah. Um, at the same time, uh, that's kind of another one of those economic things. It's, it's like, you know, why do you keep buying stuff from Amazon? Well, because it's very convenient you're never hassled that like, Oh, we've rejected your, your, your card from your bank because you have to verify the payment or cause they have special agreements with all the credit card companies and processors so that everything just goes right through. And furthermore, uh, everything is cheaper. I mean, I used to buy computer hardware from local, uh, not necessarily local, uh, French stores, but from, you know, online French retailers, like, you know, one up in Paris or something. And they're all out of business. Well, most of them, because, Amazon started selling everything and it's like way less money 
when you get it from Amazon. So what are you going to do, especially in a time of economic hardship? Well, you're going to go for the, you know, the cheaper option. You get it faster. It's super easy to exchange things. Um, it's easy to return things. Everything's super easy. But of course, we've, you know, our desire for this convenience has created this giant Amazon empire that we then say is is evil. Well, okay, everybody stop buying stuff from them. You know, well, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. No. And and of course, with the Internet of Things, you have the, this, uh, you know, yeah, they're talking about like over a trillion devices and they're all Internet connected and uh, they're all, it's, nobody actually wants it. Like part, a part of what I think they're going to do is, or what they want to do is, first of all, they want the 5G network so they can have all this crap. And they know that not everyone is going to go out and buy a 5G connected microwave and toaster and 5G connected underwear and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so what, what I think they might be planning on doing is uh, first they get us to fork over more money to pay for that 200 times more antennas and everything to get the whole system set up. And then they do like what Amazon did with their Alexa microwave, which isn't, you know, if you need a new microwave oven, you might pay like 80 or hundred bucks for, you know, a low end one, you know, at least, you know, in the recent past, well, they're going to sell theirs for 60. Well, how are they going to sell it for 60 bucks? Well, they're selling it for 60 bucks because it's all integrated with your Alexa. And of course they're hoovering up all kinds of data about everything you like and dislike and blah, blah, blah. And that's valuable marketing data so they can sell you more stuff. So the life, you know, during the life of the microwave, they can afford to sell it at a loss because they're hoovering up all this data which they can use to sell you more crap. Mm-hmm. And so for some of these things, like the internet of things, I'm guessing they're just going to almost give them away for free. Cause this is actually mm. a model. This is actually the Chinese model because when China's tech revolution happened in the past, like say 10 years and everyone started to get a smartphone, one of the things they realized was you had all these startup companies and they're like, okay, we want to have like bikes that you can put, you know, take them from point A in this city, leave it in point B. And we want to, we want to do this. And we want people to use these things. How are we going to do it? Well, we're going to have to spend a whole lot of money because if we charge people for it at first, uh, nobody's going to use it. So they give it, they'd let people use it for free and they invested and the companies ran at a loss. And then once it was popularized, then they would tack on some other thing like, Oh, well, if you rent one of our bikes, then, and you're using our app to, uh, you know, you use the app to unlock the bike via like Bluetooth or something. And then, you know, their app would, you know, they would pair up with somebody else and they would, uh, you know, sell advertising data or sell, you know, whatever, whatever data they gathered. And then they were actually able to monetize it. So maybe that's another, another part of the plan is to, uh, I don't know, maybe not, but it seems like, you know, given Amazon's microwave that, you know, when I saw it, I think it was either 40 or 60, $60. And I went, geez, that's, that's pretty cheap for what looks like a fairly nice microwave. Hmm. Um, but in order to have that, you know, someone's going to pay for 5g and considering the astronomical cost for it, especially now that you can't use Huawei stuff at half the price, you have to use stuff from Western companies and there's going to be 200 times more antennas and like, yeah, who's going to pay for that? Well, I guess you and I are because we're expected to pay like, you know, instead of 20 or 30 bucks a month, you're, what are you expected to pay a hundred bucks a month for your, your, your cell phone service or, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it all 
progresses, especially now with, with all the, the blowback against, especially the rollout of 5G. Yeah. Well, one of the more disturbing aspects of, of it, I guess I've said that a number of times because there's a lot of disturbing aspects to it. But one of the things, just kind of getting back to the, the, the health effects of it, is um, hearing about how it's not just humans that are going to be affected by it, but there, there's actually a lot of kind of scientists who are sounding the alarms about uh, things in the natural world that these um, 5G uh, millimeter waves actually affect, um, like insects, like plants, like birds, mammals. Well, any, like, I mean, I, I don't imagine there's a thing, like a living thing that won't be affected by this in some way. So that was that was one of the things that I found um, quite disturbing, because um, I mean we might end up in a situation where Amazon can like deliver anything that we want, but um, we don't have any food left because all the pollinators have been destroyed, and now you can't grow any food. So yeah, well yeah, but that's okay because you can get Amazon to deliver more food to you. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Wait. about that. Wait, where do they get the food from if no one can grow any food? Well, we haven't thought that far yet. Yeah, don't worry <laughs> about it. It's the Internet of Things will just like let them know yeah. that we don't have any food, and then it'll just show up. <laughs> you can 3D print some food. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> with, I... your, with your Amazon 3D food printer. <laughs> yeah, so haven't, haven't there actually been experiments like throughout various kind of cities? Like trial runs for the uh, for the five G, and you've had like large swathes of birds and other animals kind of just dropping dead out of nowhere. Yeah, with the five G rollout, I, I mean, wasn't wasn't there like a place in the United States not long ago, or was it somewhere in the UK where they tried it out for like a couple of days, and then like a thousand pigeons died or something? Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know. I was trying to find some sort of, you know, something conclusive either way, because that there were several stories like that that came out, and then, um, you know, I started looking into it, and it was like, I, it seemed like fifty fifty as to like whether or not it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because, uh, yeah, there are actually studies talking about the effects on insects, and they say that especially. Uh, at like millimeter waves, like, you know, 60 gigahertz or so, uh, at those frequencies, insects will apparently be 100 times more affected. Mm. And you may think like, well, great. I don't like bugs, man. This is going to be awesome. You know, the internet of things and no bugs, (laughs) but, uh, you know, the insect population on planet earth, uh, if that's what you think, you have to watch David Attenborough's, you know, BBC nature documentaries (laughs) because the insects do all kinds of stuff. I mean, you, yeah, there's a, what is it called? It's called uh, David Attenborough in life, life in the undergrowth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, BBC nature documentary. And it was like totally fascinating all about insects. Even if you don't like insects, you can watch it. Cause it's, it's really cool. <laughs> even, even the spider, the spider episode, like, yeah, it's not, it's not creepy at all, <laughs> but it's, it's like, um, you know, it reminded me of uh, just a few years ago, they had this this colony collapse disorder for bees. It was like honeybees were like, you know, dropping dead. Entire colonies were collapsing. And of course, everyone's trying to figure out why. And, you know, obviously that wasn't 5G because we didn't have 5G then. 
but we did have 2G and 3G and 4G, and we started to have a preponderance of like Wi-Fi literally everywhere. And, um, you know, the amount of this stuff has just kind of gone like skyrocketed. And um, even if it's true that uh, even, even, you know, little teeny tiny power levels have an effect, there are also studies that show that, yeah, it is actually a cumulative effect kind of thing. So um, to me, what that means is that if you just have Wi-Fi on for like an hour a day, that's a very low exposure level. If you have Wi-Fi and you live in an apartment complex and all of your neighbors have their Wi-Fi blasting 24 hours a day and you always keep your smartphone on 24 hours a day and at work, you're, you know, it's like this constant exposure, then even if tiny power levels have an effect, that is a a greatly increased amount of exposure. And so, but then the question is, well, does that mean, you know, if if other studies have been done that showed that, you know, for example, you know, brain cancer risk has gone up, does that mean that in the near future, we're going to see a uh, a rash of, of brain cancer? Like a, like a like a steep climb, and the interesting thing is, uh, before I made my most recent video, uh, I had an opportunity to go to my bank, and I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm I'm talking about uh, you know my my YouTube channel and my website, you know, and she says, oh, what do you talk about? And I said, well, you know, all kinds of techie things. It's kind of like a technical education type channel. I try to you know, you know, sometimes help people figure things out, sometimes explain things, you know, whatever, and. And I mentioned that I did a couple of videos on, you know, how wireless stuff is bad. And she said, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, it's also interesting because I've noticed that there are like so many children getting really, really sick, like with cancer and stuff recently. Mm. And it was like totally unprompted. I mean, I just I didn't even I just kind of gave like a generic presentation of, you know, that, yeah, I made these videos and it's like maybe this, this, you think the new things like 5G, maybe it's not so good for us. So I wasn't even like really priming her to say, uh, oh yeah, and Wi-Fi is evil and blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just this kind of spontaneous, uh, she just sort of offered it spontaneously and said like, yeah, why, why are all these kids getting so sick recently? And then the following day, uh, someone, com- you know, different side of town, you know, completely different person. The same thing happened where someone else said like, geez, you know, why are we having all these health problems all of a sudden? And, you know, it's especially affecting kids. And I mean, you know, now that's, that's kind of, you know, it's, it's anecdotal evidence, but, and of course, like I said earlier, you know, EMF is not the only factor. There's, there's all kinds of stuff and, and, you know, many questions about which ones of these things. I mean, I know, you know, like you guys in your show have talked about a lot of this stuff, there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's, there's heavy metals and there's, you know, glyphosate and everything. And there's, there's all kinds of cancer causing stuff and there's genetically modified foods and there's, you know, horrible diet and there's just, you know, all kinds of things. So it's very difficult to say for sure. But, you know, one thing we can say for sure is that, um, yeah, it does really seem like there are, there's a sort of a general trend, especially in children's health, uh, a general downwards trend and uh people are noticing and so far this year that's actually been the most curious thing is that uh you know this is something that i might have brought up as you know in a you know as a topic of conversation in the past and now like other people are bringing it up with me 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, that is really concerning, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Did you hear about this? You know, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, we're coming up uh, kind of on to the end of our time. I don't know, Elliot, did you have any other questions for, for Scotty? Do you think, because in your videos, you're talking about like, <clears throat> you've touched on it on it briefly, but what do you think the chances are that we will go fully ahead as, as planned? Because you've said that there's like a couple issues here and there. The logistics of, of, of basically setting up this project, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be really technically difficult. It's going to take a lot of manpower. Um, it, like, do you think it's possible? Or do you think that actually, um, I guess there's a couple of questions in one, actually. So, do you think it's going to go as planned? Two, um, do you think that, yeah, do you think it's going to go as planned? And then two, do you think that there's any likelihood that people gathering together because there's loads of petitions, there's loads of kind of scientists coming out. Do you think it's likely that there's going to be enough counter kind of manpower or or a a kind of strong enough counter argument to prevent that? Well, um, I hope there's going to be enough uh, pushback against it. Uh, It seems that it's actually kind of ramping up recently. Now, uh, you know, is that going to be, uh, you know, how, how much is it, is it, how much blowback will there be? Like, well, that remains to be seen. It does appear to be increasing. Um, you know, you could say, well, you know, when Senator Blumenthal has a hearing and he's grilling these, these industry executives, was that related to the whole political China Huawei thing? And of course, that's that's actually it's a very good question, because would he actually care? You know, is he is he doing that because, uh, you know, normal Americans are actually concerned and they've conveyed their concerns to him and he's a good guy. And so that's why he's doing that. Or is he doing that because um, the these particular industry executives and perhaps other companies were saying, no, we're going to use Huawei stuff. And he and you know he had his his political reasons why he didn't want that to happen in either case he brought up the fact that, you know, the FCC hasn't done any safety studies. Uh, the industry hasn't done any safety studies and what about our health? So it's like, regardless of, of, of his motivations for doing it, he actually kind of did us a favor as far as I'm concerned by even bringing up the health, the health aspect. Um, so yeah, how, how much, pushback there is against it like that remains to be seen i hope it actually gets uh you know i hope it keeps going and accelerates and that we actually do get to take like a more serious in-depth look at this stuff um i think that either way it's probably not going to go as planned because already there there are too many uh there are too many like like wild cards in there um you know, if companies are going to want to save money and they got to deploy 200 times as many antennas and it's all, it's costing them a lot of money. If they make every, if they spend too much money, it costs too much. If it costs too much, they have to pass the cost on to their consumers. And, you know, many people uh, are actually kind of hurting economically these days. You know, they're, we're not all like 
you know, dancing around and swimming in piles of money. So <laughs> there's that, there's that problem. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's like, then there's, then there's the pushback, you know, on, on the health front where people are saying, you know, okay, come on, this is enough. You know, we don't really want this. Why are you doing this? Uh, it's, it's, um, I think that basically at the end of the day, you had a bunch of people who got together and said, yeah, 5G, Internet of Things, this is going to be totally awesome. And in the end, it's going to work out to be, it's going to be the same thing as, you know, smartphones came out, there was this big push, and suddenly everyone was saying, yeah, desktop and laptop computers are going to totally die. Uh, we're not going to have them anymore. Everything is mobile, mobile first, mobile, 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 mobile. And of course, here we are all these years later. And like, what kind of a computing device do you use to do real work still? A desktop or a laptop computer. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of like kind of tech evangelism, you know, where they get these people who go out and they're like, they talk it up and you read like, you know, you can read things like Wired Magazine where they're basically like almost foaming at the mouth talking about how wonderful and magical everything's going to be. That's usually driven by, you know, profits and that sort of thing. And, 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 you know, all that kind of thing. But, um, I think already, uh, I mean, I know that 5g has already rolled out in many places, uh, their vision of they, the, the industries, whatever, um, this vision of what the future is going to look like. Their vision is basically 200 times as many antennas. We're all going to have 5g. Everything's going to be connected to the internet of things. And it's going to be a glorious wonderland. And that, that future does not seem very likely to me. I think there will be kind of twists and turns going forward. Um, but at the same time, I think the more people who step up and say, yeah, I'm also concerned about this health thing. Like, this is crazy. It's, it's like, cause a lot of people who feel like posted comments on my videos and stuff, they basically, the general sentiment is like, it's, this has gone too far at this point. You know, it's not just, it's not just the 5g that's coming. It's like everything. And like, when does it ever stop? And of course, people in general are a little bit upset with the leaders of their country. I mean, you know, here in France, you have the, the Gilets Jaunes protests and there's, there's a lot of kind of um, upset, we will call it, where I think it's just kind of another, it's another part of, of that where it's like, you know, you, you got to do things for the people and it's got to be healthy for us and, and that sort of thing. So I think they think it's going to go very well. Uh, I don't think it's going to go exactly the way they planned, but I, I hope that there's enough pushback and that more people uh, share about this stuff and talk about it because the more that we all do, the more likely there will be actually not just, not just pushback, but also possibly a real, a real study or set of studies, something that is thorough and that could uh, actually discover something um, conclusive and, and very useful because I don't, I don't think that there's any reason why um, if there's something that's unhealthy about it and we understand what it is, then we'll, so then make something different. I mean, you know, we, we can, we can do all kinds of crazy stuff. We can, we can do like, you know, microsurgery. We can, you know, land probes and people on the moon. We can do, we can do all this crazy stuff. And yet we're, we're, we're killing ourselves with, with like things like Wi-Fi and 4G and 5G potentially, you know, it, it's, 
Um, so I'm actually, I guess my, my final answer is I am curious to see what will happen next because I don't think it's going to go the way they plan, but how, how will it actually play out? Like, I don't know. And my hope is that, you know, I mean, I, I make videos on a variety of topics and I'll make another video on like say 5g and all this other stuff. Uh, when I discover something new, um, when the next thing comes along and, and shocks me and I have something interesting to say about it. So I just try to kind of do my part and, uh, you know, everyone else is, they're also making videos, they're talking about it. They have, you know, protests, days of action, petitions. Uh, one guy replied and said, oh, you know, don't bother signing a petition because no one ever listens. And like, I understand what he's saying. Like, I understand where he's coming from because I have signed petitions before and, it, you know, with many more than 83,000 signatures and it's like nobody listened and that's annoying. But I think there's something to say for actually, you know, putting your name on something and if you find, you know, like the, the, the 5G space org, you know, you sign that one, you sign this one. And the more people that do, the more at the very least, you're actually saying like, look, I don't agree with this either. And it's not like that petition has to be like taken on a silver platter to the white house <laughs> or, or whatever. Um, it's basically like you kind of putting your name to this and saying like, yeah, this also concerns me. And I think the more people who do that, then the more likely it is that uh, maybe we actually will have some improvement in the situation. Um, you know, it may end up that you, we may get <clears throat> far less 5G, but maybe we'll have some things a little bit safer and it'll end up being kind of a compromise in which case, well, then we'll, then we'll do another 28,000 studies and we'll just keep on fighting. And, you know, it's, it's like everything else. It's like all health related issues. It's like, you know, everything, vaccines, whatever, whatever you want to talk about specific types of diets and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, One more question, Scotty, if you don't mind. Um, it, is there a magic bullet? in terms of protecting ourselves from this stuff, you know, can we build a personal portable Faraday cage from which to walk around in, or is it simply, you know, is it like we got to try and limit it? Um, and is there anything that you know that we can do to maybe mitigate some of it? Yeah. Other than the diet and stuff, like you've just said, you know, the typical stuff, is there anything kind of techie that you know that works? I don't actually know of any particular device or thing. That, I, mean, I know that some people say like, oh, I have like a, like, I forget what it's called, like a Q-Link or something, or there's various yeah. devices out there that are supposed to actually protect you. And um, I don't actually have any of them. I've never purchased any of them because all of them, even if they use fancy sounding technical terms, they'll say like, oh, this was backed by research. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm on your website. Like, where's the link to the paper you did that showed, you know, that maybe preferably someone else reproduced, you know, and that kind of stuff is never available. And so that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I do know people who have some of these things and it seems to help them. I also know other people who have them and it does not seem to help them. Um, yeah, if you lived inside a proper Faraday cage, you would be perfectly safe. You also 
would probably have a very difficult time building a proper Faraday cage because, oh yeah, it gets, it gets pretty complicated. I, I made a little Faraday box for my smartphone out of a, you know, layers of copper foil and stuff. And um, that was actually highly educational because I had read a bunch about it beforehand. It was just kind of a thing to do for fun. And I discovered that it's actually very, very difficult to do well. Mm. Uh, and also like, uh, you know, take your, you know, if you want to block the signal signals to and from your phone, put it inside your microwave oven. That actually, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it, it depends on a variety of factors, not the least of which is, you know, are you in the middle of a city where you're right next to the giant tower, the cell phone tower, or are you out in the boonies? Um, specifically, what kind of phone you ha- do you have? What kind of microwave do you have? It's better shielded. It's not better shielded. It's uh, so because people ask me, I did a video on smart meters, which actually wasn't about the, the health effects of smart meters, but about the, the how smart meters here in France were actually costing people more money. Mm. And so I was saying it's, it's basically worse than just the health problems. It's like, it's also, they're, they're kind of screwing people over in a sense. And, and many, many like retired couples are having to pay uh, money that they don't have extra money that they don't have to have the same service that they had before, just because of the stupid smart meter. So of course people wrote and they said, you know, can I put like this shield over the smart meter? And like, if you do it the wrong way, you're actually creating a reflector that basically shoots the rays back through the wall into your house but all of that is like really hairy and complicated and it's very difficult to uh give any sort of recommendation because it's kind of highly specific to that person and their house and their situation and as i mentioned before like with emi testing and stuff in order to model all this stuff properly like it's super not easy and it's it's very it's very complicated depends on many many factors so what I usually tell people is just just try and minimize your exposure as much as possible and uh, don't be afraid to tell people that that's what you're doing and don't be afraid to tell people that, yeah, there are 28,000 studies out there and they show that all kinds of this stuff is bad. Yes, the, you know, the IARC is going to look into does it cause cancer again and you know, just basically put this information out there and, and don't be afraid of the whole tinfoil hat conspiracy thing because, you know, it's absurd. I mean, back in the day, there was a dude who said that the earth rotates around the sun and not the other way around. And he got in deep doo-doo for that, you know, turns out he was right. So, um, yeah, I, I wish I could say, you know, Oh, just use this little gizmo and you'll be totally safe. And, uh, at this point anyway, I can't, um, if I find one, uh, I will, I'll heck I'll, I'll make one and I'll, I'll get a loan and manufacture them and send, send one to everybody so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's about it. So where can we find you, Scotty? What sort of thing could, do, do you offer to the public and everything? Well, you can uh, go to my website at uh, scottystech.info. S-C- there you go. There it is. There you have it. <coughs> C-O-T-T-I-E-S, tech.info. Uh, my YouTube channel name, the channel name is the same thing, scottystech.info. 
And uh, if you like my T-shirt, you can go to my website or my YouTube channel <laughs> and click on through to Teespring, where you you can <laughs> you can get your own glorious Scotty's Tech Out Info merchandise. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I have a I have shirts like this and stuff, but I have some other fun ones like uh, sort of anti Wi-Fi, anti Bluetooth, and uh, some stop five G shirts, which I tried to make uh, sort of clever and fun and um, yeah. And there's a there is a uh, there's a discount code which you can get on my Facebook page. Uh, I am the, the page Scotty's Tech Town Info on Facebook. There's a discount code, and you get five dollars off your first order until the end of May. So, yeah, there you have it. And uh, as I'm, I'm always looking at the news because, like I said, I don't, I. You know, some people, they have a YouTube channel and, you know, people say like, well, why don't you make more videos about 5G and the evils of wireless? And the thing is that I don't, I didn't start my YouTube channel with the idea of being famous or anything. Um, I'm certainly not getting rich from it. And, you know, I talk about things that interest me, things that come up and, you know, people have said, why don't you make more videos? And it's because I'm not going to make a video like just to get clicks and views. Uh, I have to actually come across information that I think is actually important to get out to people. And when that happens, like in this case, it was this, the, the 5g space appeal. Uh, it was actually a viewer who sent it to me and I went, Oh geez, you know, well, maybe I'll look at that later. And then, well, actually it looks interesting. Let me look at it now. And suddenly kaboom, there was this whole new video because all the hyperlinks on, on their website lead to just tons and tons of different studies and websites and emfportal.org as Elliot mentioned, and just like, I mean, it's a, a huge number of resources. And I spent like a couple of days just like reading and reading and reading. And, you know, then I had something uh, worth saying, I felt, you know. Um, so I can't promise I'm going to, you know, talk more about it unless I discover something else new. But given that there are tens of thousands of studies out there, I'm sure I'll probably find something <laughs> something to get fired up about in the near future. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I mean, you're a good deal of your channel is actually like techie tips. It's exactly that. Like, and there's actually a lot of really useful information on there. I've, I, I go to your channel all the time to find out, you know, techie tips. I, I was actually as laughing. Well. Yeah. Well, I was laughing the other day cause on my website on Scotty's tech.info, I actually had a written post. And I, f I forget what the heck it was. It was just two days ago. And I was, uh, oh, yeah, it was uh, how to remove the date stamp from photos. You know, you take a photo and then it has the little in red, it has the date stamp. And that's actually extremely easy to do with tools that are built into Windows, but it's actually a specific tool, not, not the one you might think. And I, I needed to do that. And I went, ah, geez, I wish somebody would have figured this out already. And then, and then I searched and my own website came up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, awesome <laughs> there's all kinds of good stuff on there and yeah yeah i i liked your article about how to um shuffle on one of those non-shuffling uh mp3 player things because oh. i actually i utilized that 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 tip and it actually worked really well oh i'm, I'm glad <laughs> because i I had one of those and I, I couldn't, I was like practically swearing at the thing. Cause you, cause you know, it's, 
little sound thingy and there's it just plays in whatever order they're written to the sd card and like i i did i i nearly wore the sd card out trying to figure out how to actually get the songs appropriately shuffled and uh my technique is a little bit insane but it, <laughs> it was the only thing i found that actually works so yeah yeah great well everybody can check out scotty at scotty's tech.info or on youtube <clears throat> excuse me uh, which is the same title YouTube channel, Scotty's Tech.info. Scotty, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Scotty. It was great. All righty. Thank so, you guys because I watched several of your shows and uh, yeah, they're. I think they're they're pretty good. And you talk about some important stuff, you know, health related stuff. And like I say, you know, it's not just about evil rays. There's all kinds of stuff, um, and there's a, there are many ways you can actually improve your health. Uh, one of them is turn off your Wi-Fi and turn off your smartphone, and uh, but there are many others. So, and also, uh, Elliot, your your YouTube channel, EO Nutrition, definitely everyone. If you want to understand yeah. what a VGPC thing is, go watch Elliot's video because I was like <laughs> watching it, and he started going off, and he's like this and blah, blah blah, and I'm like oh, and then he goes, so basically what that means is blah, and I went ah, <laughs> that happened like or five times through the video. So it, it was actually the best explanation that I had ever seen. Uh, and I actually learned a lot from it. So, um, thanks guy. So good job. Thank you. Awesome. So everybody, we will be back next week with another interesting health topic. Make sure to like, and subscribe down below and we will see you next time. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.